Some of you out there have been in a season of waiting, and I'm here to tell you tonight that your season of waiting is finally over. The cast is back, baby. <laughs> Hello, Samuel. Yeah, hey, Mike. How you doing? Feeling good? Okay, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's good to be back on the cast. Um, it's uh, We have not done this since like May 2020, I think. So like kind of yeah, still right. in the early we, days. We did end times. Yep. Yeah. We talked about the end times on episode. He just didn't come back. He, d- he didn't he come, did back, come yet. back yet. My, my prediction was wrong. I think I had some kind of prediction in there and didn't uh, come to pass. So um, it, I, I'll just have to come up with another prediction that somehow makes my previous prediction still make sense. You know what I mean? I hear there's a lot of charismatic prophets doing that of late. Yeah, it's funny how none of them predicted COVID, though. That's that's what still mystifies me a little bit, I guess. Uh, and most of them um, also predicted Trump. So Most of them did predict Trump. Hey, do you want to get into that? I feel like we've earned <laughs> the right to talk about Trump on the cast, given that like for like his entire presidency, we hardly mentioned him at all. Like we were actually, I'm surprised, very disappointed. Which I know was hard for you. It was, uh, it, that was I really was hard, hard for, for me. I, I did want to get into it a number of times and I held back, I bit my tongue, but now that he's out of office, we can reflect on it. You know, the t- political temperature has cooled a little bit, a little bit, not entirely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're still in a, in a fallen world and it is what it is, but um we're gonna we're gonna kick off the cast tonight just by talking about some recent events and i guess trump ties in nicely there because uh there there was a let me read the headline here it was really really something else um the headline golden calf statue of donald trump sparks biblical ridicule at cpac so cpac i'm pretty sure is it's a conservative political action conference um and so The article says social media users were quoting the Ten Commandments film and the book of Exodus in droves on Friday after video from the conservative political action conference, CPAC, revealed a golden idol-like statue of former President Donald Trump. The video captured by a Bloomberg News reporter shows attendants wheeling a giant golden caricature of Trump into the conference hall amid speculation that the 2020 election loser will announce another run during the three-day conference in Orlando, Florida. So, yeah, very Hmm. funny. Um, You know, I, throughout Trump's presidency, I harped on the uh, evangelical right in the U.S., Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of idolizing him or prioritizing him, their allegiance to him above their allegiance to Jesus. And it's uh, it's astonishing that they're being so bald about it here by literally, like, doing exactly what the, the Israelites did in the book of Exodus when uh, Moses was gone up the mountain for for a while to hear from God and they're like getting impatient and they built a golden calf statue. So Mike, what is it about human beings that like uh, when God is maybe not, you know, meeting our needs at the moment, we go and construct statues of gold? <laughs> hey, we, we like uh, our, our heroes visible, I guess, right in front of us all the time. That's true. And yeah. I think, I, I think like, yeah, every 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 human culture, every human society wants a. Uh, I have, I do have a theory, and this and this is an interesting theory, but that I actually think that um, human beings in general actually love the idea of a singular leader. Mm. I think I think monarchy makes sense to humanity. 
yeah. over and over and over again. And even in democratic societies, right, we find strong men um, or like the strong man leader, yeah. right, rising up, be it a man or a woman, but that but that caricature, right? And he's just, he is just that right now. So the way that we made um, busts of our kings, of our leaders, here we are. It's a whole group that says, here's our king, right? Yeah, we definitely, yeah, we want to, like, we want someone we can trust and rally behind. And, um, you know, yeah. which is oh, yeah, if, he, if they speak the right language, right? Totally. And it's, you know, the, the invisible God that we serve also, like, it's kind of counterintuitive to that, like, natural impulse to want to see and touch and hear the, mm-hmm. the, um, the leader that's going to, you know, bring us glory, which I think is probably why it's like, so it's so attractive for like Christians to anoint, like whoever in the, in the U S anyway, like the, whoever the Republican leader is, is like that person that god is like guiding and you know there's those like images of of jesus like around donald trump's shoulder as he's like <laughs> signing these like documents on the internet I, I don't know i can't tell if they're parody or like satirical or not oh i bet they're i bet someone did not mean it to be satire at all but the but but the i the irony of the theology is that if that's the case then the same picture applies to biden as the next leader that jesus is hopefully giving him wisdom and we're praying for our, our uh, well, not our leader, yeah. but you should be praying for your leader. So as much as people are like, you know, he's our guy. Um, now, that doesn't mean that, you know, politics are, are purely a, uh, what, how can we say it? A, <laughs> an always God blessed thing, we'll say. There, there definitely is some forces yeah. at play. But, um, but yeah, no, I think, we, I think we just really love, um, well, Okay, I won't say we in general because American Christianity and politics are a unique thing. That definitely Canada is becoming much more American in that sense, but um, there is this elevation, right, of our political leader to the point of some kind of like um, almost Old Testament like prophet king, like like who can just hear from God is the closest to all these different things yeah. because he's powerful, right? right? And that's the thing, power. And in America, that it's been entrenched that. You know the nation state is of god it's like the new israel in some weird sense right and and that's just not true the new israel is the church um and no nation is a god like a god given nation i think every every place where where the gospel is preached proclaimed is a place where god takes dominion right so um, yeah whether that's recognized in a democracy or not but obviously there's theology that wants to make um, society Christian like, and I don't think it's necessarily it's not it's not an imp, it's obviously not a wrong impulse the practical side of it often gets taken in such weird places right because even now all like the left-leading Christians in the states are all pumped up about Biden and like as if he's going to be you know Jesus incarnate so well yeah I did actually want to be fairly bipartisan here because I mean people that know me know I don't like Trump and I was happy that Biden won over him but um you know, just this past week, Biden, you know, bombed Syria and uh, decided to kind of uh, fold on the $15 minimum wage. And what else did he do that I didn't like this past week? I don't know. Maybe that was it. Um, but anyway, like he's not this like he's not that different from Trump. Oh, the other thing was that he uh, basically just rebranded the kids in cages thing on the Mexico border. So, yeah. So he like a lot of the stuff I hated about Trump, I still hate about Biden. And I don't think they're materially all that different from each other. Um, I, 
I think character does matter in a leader. So the fact that Biden, at least outwardly, like isn't stirring up division is a positive. But um, at the end of the day, not wasn't he accused of getting real comfortable with some young girl, though? Biden, I'm at one point. I think yeah. so. Yeah, I, I heard that sure way, that, way yeah. back. But, you know, it's you're always today. you're always scraping the bottom of the barrel with U.S. presidents. I think C.S. Lewis said that he's like. It's not even the best of men who get elected, so why don't we expect them to be the best men? So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. I mean, on, on a much lighter note, though, speaking of old guys, yeah, and, and this might change the the course of the conversation. That's a little fine. Bit. I'm done there, there. there. There was an article I read today, okay, about 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 something that was really old, and it was this that a seventy year old bird laid an egg. Wow, a, a seventy year old bird. It's the oldest bird on record. It could actually be older. Um, it's an albatross, and it laid an egg. Like, how nuts is that? This that bird is, could I didn't be even like know, 80 years old. Didn't even know albatrosses could live to be that old. That's crazy. And Apparently, still before fertile. this... Yeah, well, before this albatross, um, the expected age was like 40 or something. Um, but then this one, when they found it, was 51 or some... I was reading the article just briefly, but now it's at least 70, if not... Old yeah older and this girl's still going she's still wow. going so that's uh you know the the miracle of of, of birth even at seven years old that's that's i like know biblical no there. women in our life would would like that yeah. but that yeah that that's like abraham and sarah level like that, that is, that's what i was just thinking yeah that's that's nuts but that's awesome. hey the world is it's crazy and it's miraculous so I thought that'd just be a lighter, a lighter story just to, uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I, and I, I'm definitely done talking about American politics for this episode. I think, uh, no promises there, but had to, had to get that in, right. You know, the golden statue. I know you had been waiting to... so long. Um, I'm sure it'll come up again in some other point. If, if anyone <laughs> yeah. knows us by now, it's going to come up at some level, especially when we compare it to Canadian politics, which inevitably, man, how many conversations I've had of late about, um, conspiracy and uh, the real agenda of the liberals and then the mm. Ford government's agenda who's conservative. I don't even know whose agenda we're going for right now, but it is what it is. Yeah, that's uh I don't I don't even, we'll get into that I'm sure in the coming weeks too, especially as the vaccine like we, the vaccine I feel like hasn't even been like as big of a topic here cuz literally like no one can get it like <laughs> I mean unless you're a frontline worker which mm -hmm. some people in our church are and some people yep. in our church have been able to get it. But like, I, I don't know when I'll be able to receive yeah, Most people I've talked to are either like so pro vaccine or like hesitant. No one's, no one's been an anti-vaxxer really. Um, a lot of hesitancy actually though. Um, and, and mainly around the quickness of it, which I yeah. totally understand because you know, it's hard to trust today. It's hard to trust today, but I think every, I think there's just been a general breakdown in the trust of like information sources in society mm -hmm. over the last definitely the last year certainly the last four years and mm -hmm. really since the dawn of social media so I don't know um, I don't know what the answer is like I think it's I think it's a good thing when there is information sources everyone can trust like it's it's not a good thing that there's so much distrust right now and I don't I'm not saying that's the fault of the media or the government or bad actors and social media like I don't, I don't know what what the cause of that is genuinely mm. um it's it's so hard to figure out truth but truth matters and uh we're seeing we're seeing why truth matters uh right now so 
figuring out what is true. That's, I mean, that's one of the things we try to do on the cast. Um, so actually speaking of, well, this, this is going to be a totally awkward transition, but Mike, you wanted to talk about relationships actually on the cast tonight. And I would also like to talk about relationships. One of the things um, that actually I've been blessed with in the last year is marriage. I, I got mm-hmm. married, I think, but I think just after our last episode, I got married in July. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that comes with marriage is that you're now uh, licensed to give relationship advice. Um, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Especially when you're newly married. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know, we all, we experience so much in the first six months of marriage. So many ups and downs. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, you guys too, in, in a pandemic, right? Yeah. You guys didn't get any space. It's just all right up there. Well, it's actually kind of true. We've probably packed like the first, like the amount of time that couples used to take like you know three or four years to get we've probably mm-hmm. experienced in the last you know seven months or so since we've you're been not married. wrong so you're not wrong but um actually you know full disclosure on marriage it's been a great time um i hope it's always this good i'm going to try and make it always this good but yeah hey we, love it love but uh yeah so mike you you pulled up some threads on reddit from the yeah so this is my idea is that yeah. we'll add a little segment into the cast called uh Reddit relationships, real talk. How about that? All right, a, a little, uh, a little segment because I, I don't know. I came across it on. Um, I was actually watching some a YouTube video about this guy talking about this this Reddit uh, channel or whatever it's called. I don't even know what, what, what they are. I'm not on Reddit often. Um, and subreddit. He was just reading subreddit. He was reading uh, this one. Per, this it was a girl. It was like she needed advice. Is what the whole thing is about. Get, getting relationship advice. If you ever been on it, and it was just ridiculous. It was just absolutely like that. That people are going to the internet with these kind of questions and like these scenarios. Mm-hmm. And so I figured, hey, we like talking about this stuff. So let's just jump in and uh, give our uh, unsolicited advice to Reddit because I'm I'm assuming if if someone on the internet is posting it there's going to be some kind of analogous situation that some young person is going to be listening. Cause our church is mainly right. Young adults, young married. Mm, that's true. So, you know, I just want to, I want to just speak the language cause I'm getting yeah. old now. So I gotta, I gotta keep abreast of all these things. Yeah. Right? I mean, so I, I did take a look at the links that you posted earlier and some of like, some of it's pretty shocking stuff. I was like, I desperately hope this is not real. Oh, 100%. Um, so actually these were tame because there was stuff that I was like, should I, should I, are we allowed to say some of this yeah, stuff yeah. on the cast? So no kidding. So, well, so for this I, I segment, ones, for this but. segment, I'm actually, I've invited my lovely wife, Sarah to join us. Cause I thought, I feel like a female perspective is very much needed here. So much of this program is you and I talking and let's get another perspective in here, especially in relationship realm. So, and Sarah being married to me is obviously also licensed to give relationship advice. So Sarah, say hello to to everyone. Hello. (laughs) Isn't she cute? Um, So, so, (laughs) so, uh, where was I going with that? Um, yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll I'll introduce. I'm gonna pull pull it up. So the first one that I was looking at today, um, I'm just I'm literally just gonna give the headline, and then we'll move on to the next one. So this this is legit what the headline is in, in, in the title. Uh, my wife and I went to a strip club for my birthday, and she won't talk to me. 
Yeah. Uh, first problem was your wife and you going to the strip club. I mean, I don't think you should go to the strip club alone, but certainly not with your like that. <laughs> I just I can't imagine entering a scenario where I'm going to be comparing my wife to other women sexually. Like that's just yeah. in fact that she wanted to I go. What were you thinking? Um, yeah, got nothing to say there. Like that. that yeah. Sarah, what do you think about that? Yeah, there's like what? Like just don't be an idiot. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think um, if we go a bit into the like reason, maybe even why the wife isn't talking to him anymore. Like I do think in the post, like it said something about her, like you know she was okay with going, um, but uh, I think I think something that needs to be addressed with issues like that is that it's something probably that they hadn't done together before and there's always going to be an element of like you know it's it's a shock factor right so then when you're actually in the situation it makes sense that she might have changed her mind like in the moment and she might have like seen what was actually happening because conceptually maybe it sounded like a fun idea but um it totally makes sense to me that like being in that moment seeing him with other women in that way would totally make her like emotionally react and and not feel like comfortable not feel like she can talk about it or anything like that like i think that's a an understandable response but yeah obviously like be smart don't don't get in that situation in the first place <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just like what sometimes uh, i listen to a guy on youtube called uh philip defranco i don't know, if you know this guy anyways no, he has this line that says don't be stupid stupid like to me that just sums that one up like shouldn't be going to strip club in the first place because women aren't objects for your pleasure and secondly like even if you're not a christian like what kind of good idea you think it is to bring your wife there to watch you like anyways so that one just that was ridiculous the fact that someone had to post that and ask for advice just like come on guy like <laughs> come on guy yeah anyways so that was that one i really the, hope that then, then we had a couple i hope that's someone just practicing I, their creative writing <laughs> i really do <laughs> um yeah so how about sam i'll let you pick the next one i know we had a little bit of discussion beforehand um, yeah like both of these but, were like We'll go with this one because I feel like it's a little more applicable to our audience. Um, but Mike, I'm going to like, you're the pastor of this church and there's some language in here. I don't know if I want to say it on the cast. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you say, read this one out. Uh, so please read the, my, my girlfriend sent me a nude video, panicked and overreacted and asked me to delete it. Um, please read that one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I read it earlier, so I'm not going to read the whole thing again. Uh, but let me just recap. Uh, guy gets a, a video from his girlfriend, doesn't realize he has it. She uh, shows up, says, hey, did you get my uh, message? He says, no, let me go look at it. He opens it. It's his uh, girlfriend and doing some stuff to herself, we shall say. And he just doesn't react. He kind of just has a blank face. She gets all upset, doesn't want to cuddle with him, doesn't want to talk to him doesn't stay with him that night so he's like what do i do and again you you would hope that like this is some kind of satire but i i know it's not right um and there's a couple different things here going on right like as a married person now and also the father of a daughter um this, this is deeply disturbing because uh, I know it's, this, this, it's like this cultural trend right now that like there's this expectation in relationships uh, that, you know, sending videos of yourself, sending photos of yourself is like, it's just normal. It's like, this is just what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And like, 
as a as a Christian thinker and pastor and and you know father, that is just absolutely wild to me that 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 we would get to the point where it's just like, yeah, like like why not? Let's just essentially create porn for you know the ma- because I know it sounds cynical, but like a phone is not that secure right we've seen leaks before and so like if you're okay with your body going out like i get that and and people would say it's it's prudish and whatever but like i don't believe bodies right are tokens of sexuality are are objects of these things and that you know the beautiful representation of christian sexuality covenanted in marriage where all that can you know if you want to send stuff to your husband and wife in marriage go ahead do your thing, right? You're enjoying each other. But outside of that, it, it feels like there's like this expectation that drives it that I need to be like showing up. And I think that's just so sick, to be honest. It, it's such a twisting of what is what is needed. Yeah, I, I just really would question like where the expectation that like nude pictures or videos needed to be exchanged came from. Like, and I, I feel like I'm a little bit naive to this slightly because I feel like maybe I'm like three or four years older that this wasn't, I, it kind of was a commonplace thing, I guess, even when I was in high school, though. Like, girl, there would often be, like, mm-hmm. somebody got a girl's nudes, and they circulated around the school. And and some I think some guys at my school actually got, like, in trouble with the police for, like, child porn because of this. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not something that I ever was, like, directly involved in, but it's stuff I always heard about. And um, even, like... Uh, yeah, just like friends that I've talked to where it's like, oh, yeah, in my relationship, this is like a commonplace. People outside the church, there's a commonplace thing. Yeah, like you send nudes to each other. It's like, oh, well, like that's so foreign to me because it's never been a part of any relationship I've been in. Um, mm-hmm. But so I, I feel actually like on some level a little bit naive. So I'm going to assume that she just thought that this was like an expected mm-hmm. part of being in a relationship. I'm going to I'm going to hopefully assume that she didn't feel pressure from the boyfriend uh, to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, and then I also, I would say I understand her reaction about being embarrassed because it's like you, you didn't really know what the reaction was going to be. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, now that you've seen it, you don't like the feeling and you feel awkward and like awkwardness is hard to deal with, especially, especially over something like that um sarah what do you think yeah i this is one that i was like thinking about a lot actually because um the the very nature of like the digital age is that you can very easily take steps forward in a relationship with someone um in a very unnatural and kind of fast-paced way so i believe in in this post like um the couple hadn't hadn't slept together before so like they were taking a she was kind of taking a step forward in her physical relationship with him in a sense, but it didn't happen together. And it happened like just over, over video. It's awkward. Like it's not natural. And like, obviously that's part of, you know, why God created the Christian ethic the way that it is. Like it's not meant to be um, like that, but definitely with the the digital aspect to it, um, I think it's, it can be really easy to take that step forward that people might think twice about um, if this were just in person, if that wasn't um, a factor. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's, it's probably like does a lot of harm in relationships, even just the very fact that like it is normal to send like mm-hmm. photos of yourself in that context. Yeah, like an almost like an unspoken like rule of yeah. relationships. I, 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 mm-hmm. I really hope that's not the case, but I, I kind of suspect it is because of stories like yeah this. I, i've definitely heard that just even like online and stuff with different 
sources and whatnot. But I think that's the big question. Like the fact that we're in, we're in a stage of relational development that like that we think that this is a, a a normal healthy part of our relationships now. If this is in like broader secular culture, this I'm sure this is in Christian youth groups all over Canada and the US and the world and Christian college campuses too and in churches potentially like ours with a large young people population where these kinds of images are being exchanged between uh, young people or, or not so young people even in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and that worries, like that should worry us that, yeah, um, you know, this is, it's like one of those things that we as a, as young Christians can do without, you know, technically having sex, but it's, it's crossing some boundaries for sure. Part of that too is like, um, I think just opening up conversation within the church then, because of course, like any teen that's ever been to youth group probably knows someone's going to say, you shouldn't send these types of photos. You shouldn't do this, but we don't really talk about why it's harmful and like Mm -hmm. not more than just like, Oh, you're a chocolate bar and you're giving pieces of chocolate away to different boys. Like it's, you know, even just talking about the fact that like, it probably will feel weird to you. And like it, might not be a comfortable thing and it's okay like you shouldn't feel comfortable doing that and you don't like have to feel pressured into that and like explain how it's harmful to relationships because god asks us to pursue purity in that way for a reason and we don't have to like hide that reason or hide the fact that like there's actually good things and and healthy relationships to be had if we pursue purity like you know because it's just like oh don't do that but we never really explain the real reason why mm-hmm yeah, I think it's like so many other things when you're a kid too. Like you, you know, if you don't know how it's going to feel or what the consequences are going to be, like you think there are no consequences. Like this is just something that feels good. Yeah, it's sinful and, and God, if God doesn't maybe like it, but it's not going to actually negatively affect me. But you find out later, like any, all sexual sin, like any, any sexual sin I ever did before I was married, I, that has negatively affected me in some way. I can say that now, honestly. And so, uh, like why, why put yourself through more pain in the future? Um, but I, but I just think we probably don't communicate that that's a real thing, uh, well enough also. Oh yeah. I think, I think that's, that was like, for some reason in, in, in like whenever I'm on YouTube now or whatever, like this Christian purity culture thing is getting a lot of attention some of what you just said sarah like this this maybe maybe the poor and um non-helpful ways uh the church has tried to explain some of this stuff like on multiple accounts all of them non-orthodox non-evangelical accounts just rip into shreds right the idea of like christian purity culture and i think um in some ways it's legit right like i remember going like to acquire the fire growing up and like every year is the same thing, you know, just keep it in your pants, wait, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It was the same message all the time. It's like all youth group ever talked about, but it was, and, and the case was never truly, I think, made for the theology of sex. It really, it was the simple answer, you know, wait till you're married, because uh, that's when God likes it. And, you know, you're better than that and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, and the whole like soul ties thing that would go around and, um, and, 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 you know, I feel like, like we have to ask the fundamental question of, of, of like what makes a, a person think that uh, sexuality and your body and whatever is, is either just such a, 
just a commodity of, of, of the human life. Like that's what I, I, I it's so sad to me is it's, it's the, it's making my body less of a, a holy thing and more of a, a cheap kind of thing. It's just a thing. And, and, and I don't mean that in, in like a necessarily a shaming way. It just is the reality of like the modern culture on sexuality. We are just bodies. We're just urges. Like, why would you ever say no and, and whatnot? I've literally heard like that argument. Like, this is who we are. It's healthy. And for the Christian to understand that that we, we are starting from a place where our bodies and our souls and our spirit are, are one thing, right? That we don't separate the body from the self and that creationally we actually believe um, that sexuality was a, a sacred gift in the garden. I think we don't often talk enough about this, that it's pre-fall, right? Sexuality is pre-fall and, and sexual expression is pre-fall. And it was, it was one of the, the four sacred things God institutes right, before sin came in and ruined things. And whether we take that to be, again, a literal story or not, is actually beside the point. It, it, what, it's, it's endowing our sexuality with a certain holiness that um, should make us, like, should make us, um, what's the right word? Should, should really make us honor um, the body as, as a holy thing um, unto the Lord. And so it's, it's not even that, like, I'm... I'm you know, I'm trying to tell myself that the urge for sex, the 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 lust, it is is um, inherently an evil thing, right? It, it's when I'm objectifying. When Jesus, says, when 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 you're looking at women with with lust in your heart, right? It's, it's like I'm 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 taking you and I'm degrading you down. I'm I'm seeing nothing but. And, and we do that to ourselves through this stuff. We're like, I'm sending you this image of me, but the, I'm not giving you me. I'm giving you this. I'm giving you the surface of me and I'm reducing our relationship in this cause and in this aspect to such a simple and honestly like um, just just cheap rendition of what could be and and in the symbology of sexuality has been completely just gone right and so I think that like Sarah you're right it's such a deeper question of what would make a human being believe certain things about themselves um, sexually that would think that this is fine right and and sam 100 percent. it like it's if any study on on christian sexuality um tells you anything it's that people between the ages of like 14 to 24 it's basically no different christian or secular at all um and and i think there's a lot of confusion and i think a lot of christians react against the whole purity culture thing as if i think you said something saying that's really insightful right that now like before like when i was dating back then so that's 10 12 years ago right where like sending nudes wasn't a thing really at all like it may have been in some fringe places but you know christians you know you would you would you know make out a little bit too long <laughs> you would do some other things and say it was still pure right purity is is not you know avoiding penetrative sex Right? Like, like purity is, is a bigger thing of the heart. And, and, and the funny thing about purity culture is it seems to end at marriage, but it doesn't, right? Like abstinence before marriage and then purity within marriage, right? It, it is, it's two sides of the same coin, right? Fidelity and, and faithfulness and all those different things. Like it's actually creating a, a culture or a theology of, of, of marriage, a theology of sexuality and a, and a theology of covenant, which if all those things are gone, then yeah, like, 
we're just gonna we're just gonna do whatever we want so um it is a it's a, it's a deeper thing i think yeah well something i always tell like young guys that i talk to that aren't married is like um you know if you're if you're struggling with lust and you know pornography or anything like that uh that's not going to go away once you get married mm-hmm. when you're when you're married you you are still attracted to other people and you are still going to have urges mm-hmm. and um you like you do you're going to do you yourself and your your wife a favor if you can figure that out as best as you can uh before you get married like mm-hmm. that it's not it's not something that marriage fixes mm-hmm. and that's a very prevalent issue because i've known far too many women or or even girls who have just like still not gotten married but are dating someone who like you know the issue of porn and lust in their partner's life has still like wreaked havoc on their on their lives and it's just not it's not an issue that we can continue to ignore because I think, yeah, a lot of men think that marriage will fix it and it doesn't because like either their sex lives suck or, you know, it's just, it's not like a loving experience because it's still, the heart motive is the exact same. Um, Nothing's really getting fixed Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like that was such a, I forget so often. like, like Like I'm just struggling until I get married. No, you're not, right? Like, like the thing about it is fidelity or faithfulness, right? Um, is 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 pre-marriage it's in marriage and like if even even and this is one of the things even even for young men i know we often think that young men struggle most but they don't right everyone does but here's the thing if is if if you can't if my girlfriend who's not my wife right if i can't control myself with her right before she's um covenanted with me right and i'm not owning that then what, then what makes my character any different once she's my wife to not do that with someone else who's not my wife? If I couldn't do it even to respect her, right? So it is, it is, it is a character thing for the Christian. And I know even that sounds for the, for the secular world like absolutely crazy. Like why would like, you know, love and sex is so tied together. But I just think we have to re- recover. I don't like, I don't, I hope we don't continue purity culture without purity character, mm-hmm. if that yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. Like I'd rather go for that deeper level of like, it's not, it's, this isn't about getting you to the marriage bed. It's about creating in you the character that can sustain proper healthy sexuality for your whole life. Because I did hear a study way back that apparently the most satisfied people sexually are like 65 year old couples. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, if you can, if you can sustain it, like it's yeah. going to be good for you. But anyways, I'm, I'm sure for some of our listeners, that was uh, quite long <laughs> enough talking about that. Hey, that's all right. It is what it is.